And we are back on Buff Hub, a Buffalo Rumblings podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining me on your weekend. Uh, guys, it is heating up. We are finally here. Rivalry week is here. Yeah, I'm starting a rivalry here with this topic of interest between the Miami Dolphins and the Buffalo Bills. Guys, think about it. When was the last time it felt this exciting to watch the Buffalo Bills play the Miami Dolphins? I can't remember. I literally cannot remember unless I look back to the 90s. This is why I posted on Twitter what I did. I know it made a rough with some feathers, different podcast networks, you name it. <laughs> a lot of fans, uh, Miami fans and Bills fans. But look, guys, uh, I don't care. This is good for Josh. And I'm sure if there are Miami fans listening, this is good for Tua. That's all you want out of a rivalry. You want competition. Some people are going to say, well, it's not going to be very competitive. But look at the injury report. <laughs> the chips are falling that way. And I think that Miami probably has a chance to pull an upset here. Am I predicting they will? I am not. I am saying there is a chance now. Gabriel Davis, Jordan Phillips, Matt Milano. Do I need to go on? A second opinion happening for Micah Hyde's neck. We know what the Buffalo Bills can do. What we do not know is what the depth can do against the ones in Miami. Miami's receiving core now consists of three studs. Waddle, Gusecki, and obviously the man, the myth, the legend himself, Tyree Kill, whom everyone hates because he is not on their team. Look, um, back in the 90s, we're just going to cut it straight here, right? Jim had Marino, and they were fun games to watch. They were competitive games to watch. I understand they are both Hall of Fame quarterbacks. Now, crowning Tua as a Hall of Fame quarterback is clearly not what I was getting at. I was getting at this is the only quarterback in the division right now in the AFC East, that can give Josh any kind of run for his money. Josh has proven time and time again that he can handle this Miami Dolphins defense no matter how deep they are. This is probably the deepest they've ever been. Um, but again, Josh Allen has proven time and time again, except for <laughs> around his rookie year when he threw a, a pass to Charles Clay deep and he didn't catch it to end the football game. Josh Allen has only lost one time to the Miami Dolphins in the last five years. <laughs> Excuse me for it, but if I'm, if I'm wrong, correct me five, whatever. Look, here is the plain and simple fact. Tua is starting to dial in with the speed of this team. And yes, we, we're, we can talk about that there were blown coverages at the end of that game. I get it. But he, ex he executed... And he won the football game. And, and that's the truth. That is on paper now. And we're all going to try to say, well, it was a fluke and whatever have you. Well, we're about to find out exactly what this Miami team is literally all about. Because they have absolutely no choice but to give the Buffalo Bills everything they got. And right now, they are the Buffalo Bills are very thin on both sides of the football as far as depth goes. Can Josh Allen 
and Stephon Diggs carry this team? Yes, they can. How many touchdowns? I'm not entirely sure if there isn't uh, opposing threats happening from Isaiah McKenzie. Khalil Shakir didn't show up in his first um, football game uh, in the regular season. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, you, you have to start figuring out ways to get, you know, uh, your guys, you know, that are second string, third strings opportunities to grow because now we're in a position where the Bills are solely relying on these starter players to get things done. Now we're calling on DeMar Hamlin to show up and fill in the slot, possibly for Micah Hyde. Need I say more? Like, it is so important that Micah Hyde plays against Miami this Sunday. Fact is, if he's seeking an, if he's seeking a second opinion, it's very unlikely that he plays. So a lot of pressure is going to be on <laughs> these younger DBs, Christian Benford, Dane Jackson is not playing. I don't know if they're going to elevate Cam Lewis. Like, what do you do? Because Jalen Waddle is going to torch them on the RPO. You already know if they if they have an opportunity to start the run game going. Uh, to get the run game going, Tyreek Hill is going to try to blow up the top of the defense. <laughs> um, Jordan Poyer's recovery, as far as getting deep on the deep pass, is not as good as Micah Hyde. In the medium and short-range game, Jordan Poyer is deadly. We all know that. That is why him and Micah Hyde play off so well from each other. Um, I'm going to say this, though. There are a lot of question marks. There are a lot of if ands, or buts. But the reason I still stand on the hill that Buffalo will win, even if it's a shootout, or even if it's a very defensive game, which was the last game against Miami in, yes, in last season, I still think that the pass rush of the Buffalo Bills is going to get there. And it's going to frustrate Tua. He's going to force balls deep. And it's possibly going to be, it's either going to be tip drill time or it's going to be sack fumble time. Something's going to go wrong once the Bills start hitting it. Thing about Tua is he is starting to show signs of growth as far as being willing to fight back even when people think you're done. That resilient side of Tua is something I was not expecting because of how many times he literally folded either because of injury, right, when facing the Bills, or (laughs) he just flat out got figured out. But here is a fact. This Miami team has never had this many explosive weapons on the offensive side of the football. I'm even going back to the most recent 90s decade with Ricky Williams and Chris Chambers. Like, this is a very different team. What we're seeing, look, Tyreek Hill's going to be, he's going to be a Hall of Famer, right? Everyone knows that's going to happen. They have a Hall of Fame, a future Hall of Fame wide receiver. Mike Gusecki is all pro. I, I love Mike Gusecki. I think he's an amazing tight end. And what we're what we're gonna see is I think a team in Miami that's gonna evolve. And I even if they lose against Buffalo, I think their preparation underneath their new head coach is they're gonna start showing signs of growth and whatever that looks like. But they know 
that there's blood in the water and they smell it. They can sense it because of how Buffalo is right now. But this is a perfect opportunity for Buffalo, even injured, even with blood in the water, right, to show how dominant they still can be because Josh Allen is still rocking and rolling. If you can't stop Josh and the offensive line continues to protect him in this game, Miami will eventually crumble to pieces against him. That's just how I see it. Um, I'm expecting good things from Miami. I'm expecting them to give Buffalo some trouble. They're going to test them deep. They're going to test them often. And once they figure out what the meat and potatoes is going to be to you know, put the pressure on Buffalo, they're going to keep doing it. And, and that's just it. You know, I, I don't really see what the meat and potatoes could be until we see him on the field. And I think possibly it's just going to be the RPO game. How do they get the RPO, RPO game going? They're going, to have to, they're going to have a really tough time against this front four if they start getting their hands up. Uh, Tua is working on his quick release. Um, what's going to be interesting is how Von Miller affects Tua. Where are they going to line Von Miller up? Because now the injury report just popped up. Armstead is dealing with an injury. Oh, and look at this. On the defensive side of the football, for the Dolphins, just showed up. Xavier Howard is dealing with a groin injury. So two of their stars on both sides of the football are having issues. You talk about Von Miller real quick, right, going back here. They're going to throw him around. Right, especially with Jordan Phillips most likely dealing with a hamstring injury where he he may not play. It was a nasty injury. Um, and you can, for a big man to run as fast as he was going and to just see it pool, it's it's something that's very tender. You got you to gotta be very careful. As much as I want to say, man, the Bills need to go all in on this game and win it, I am going to say no. There are a couple of more games coming up on the schedule that I am far more worried about that we don't need key guys on this team ailing going into those games. So if there's a possible game plan that Ken Dorsey can run that can really frustrate this Dolphins defense, look, I, I personally think that it's it's possible, especially if, if Xavier Howard is not playing on the other side of the football. It's, it's anyone's game, and it could become a shootout. A lot of people are predicting that. Um... I got the Bills winning this game 27 to 17 and the Bills are going to force poor field position on the Dolphins and they're going to get a turnover and it's going to be the difference in this game. And I hope I'm wrong. I hope just like <laughs> last week when I predicted it was going to be a semi-close game against the Titans that ended up turning to a blowout. I hope it's that way. <laughs> the Bills the Bills are out for blood. Um, but you know, it, it's, it's unfamiliar territory. Therefore it is very hard to predict when they're going to play this way, especially when Josh Allen didn't even have Gabe Davis last week. Gabe Davis does not look good. Speaking of Gabe Davis, um, trying to be active in this next game. I, I don't know if I trust him being ready for this weekend. We'll see. Um, I'm probably going to post this podcast and <laughs> we're going to find out the answer uh, 12 hours later, which is going to stink. And you're, maybe you're going to hear this 12 hours later. Maybe he's going to be active and they're confident and we'll see. But uh, 
man, so many guys in the injury report, key guys. Um, and you know, we're, we're going to, we're going to keep monitoring it on Buffalo rumblings here. So definitely keep staying, uh, you know, stay tuned in to the rest of our shows throughout the weekend as we get closer to game time. But, um, you know, guys, it's, it's just an interesting matchup on so many levels because for the first time in Tua's career in the NFL, he is honestly getting respect. Um, and he's earning it. I mean, that game against Baltimore, you can't sit here and say it was a complete fluke. I mean, he wasn't sitting on the sideline doing nothing whenever... He had an opportunity. He tried to execute, and they figured something out. And look, as much as everyone wants to say, you know, it was a blown coverage, <laughs> how many times has, have, have people said that every time Tyreek gets behind that defense? He's sneaky. He's smart. He's a, he's a future Hall of Fame wide receiver. Um, you don't know. It, we're just a bunch of fans that we try to dissect what we can. But And yes, maybe it could be, oh, there just wasn't good communication. Dude, Tyreek Hill... Is, is is an amazing player that can probably read your defense a mile away. The Bills were, they literally dropped everyone they could in coverage on a 76 yard, or 70, I don't even know exactly how many yards it was in the playoff game. And, you know, there you go. Tyreek Hill takes it to the house and basically outruns the entire Bills defense. He comes from an offense that they're taught how to adjust on the fly and he comes from an improvisational offensive scheme bringing that to Miami and bringing that element let's say you know it's a close game and then they say Tyreek whatever you read you have an option route to do whatever the hell you want just get open and maybe he is that good we'll see this is a perfect game especially if Micah hides out and it's kind of an even playing field this is a perfect game for Tyreek Hill to pop off question is can the Dolphins protect Tua long enough for him to be able to do that? We'll see because the Buffalo Bills are going into Miami and hopefully it's packed with Bills fans. My Miami fans, <laughs> everyone and their mom's trying to buy a ticket to this game. And I'll tell you, if Miami loses this game terribly, they're probably going to have to rethink everything they just did on their roster. Basically, the Buffalo Bills were handicapped and destroyed you. If that were to happen, as a Miami fan, I would feel distraught for the rest of the season because I know whenever we face Buffalo again, number one, it's gonna, the, next, the next time it's going to be at Buffalo. <laughs> oh, man, I don't even want to watch the game. <sighs> I, wished, I wish Tredavious White was here for this game, but... Again, you know, he's going to come back soon. We'll see how that kind of pans out. Uh, it, it's going to be interesting to see the development with Dane Jackson. I know he kind of got bent backwards. They, they took him in an ambulance, whatever have you. But, I mean, he was up and going. He was he was moving with the defense, doing his thing on the sideline. Like, we, this is such a crazy week for the Buffalo Bills as far as in. When was the last time the Bills had this many injuries going into freaking week three? I can't remember. Key injuries our marquee players, our free agent signees. It's frustrating, you know, because it, especially the third game of the season and it's a, it's a division opponent, you don't want to let them believe that they can beat you. You have to make them believe they got to prepare their living tails off just to compete. So, 
I don't know, guys. It's it's gonna, it's going to be an interesting game. You know, there's going to be a lot of question marks that the Bills are going to have to answer throughout the game. Um, but I mean, it's going to be such a fun first quarter to see the chess match that's going to happen. Um, now we'll see what happens with Ed Oliver. We'll see what happens with, especially the interior defensive line is going to be such a big deal in this game. You affect, remember, Tua, he can scramble, but he's not a master scrambler on the run being able to make plays. Tua likes to stay in the pocket, deliver the ball as accurately as he can, let his playmakers get out there and get some yak. He's that kind of quarterback, not a playmaker. So if you can affect the interior offensive line and, and rupture that pocket and, and force him to just kind of run around like, like a chicken with his head cut off trying to figure out someone to throw the ball to, that's what you want to see. So I'm wondering, I'm wondering how they're going to shuffle this defensive line around. You got Shaq Lawson, you got Tim Settle, hopefully, A.J. Epinesa. Um, we'll see about Ed Oliver, obviously Vaughn Miller, Boogie Basham, and more importantly in this game, Gregory Rousseau, whom I believe is going to play a massive role, right, on the RPO, on the RPO game. If they can just seal those passes and, 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 and get their hands up and stop those, force Tua into third and long situations, Buffalo has this game in the back. Josh Allen is going to score the football. He's going to score touchdowns. The football, like it's basketball. <laughs> He's going to score touchdowns. It, it's inedible. Um, but again, you know, Miami smells blood in the water. They sense it. So this is a game that it, it's going to test every level of the coaching staff to get their players prepared from top to bottom. They're going to need all hands on deck. And I'll tell you, if the Bills get even 50% of these guys that are on the injury list prepared and ready to go beyond questionable status and just, that's it, they're good, <sighs> they need to get an award from the NFL for medical staff of the year. Because, I mean, from what everyone knows around the league, players... Cole Beasley even mentioned it. You know, the medical staff and equipment situation they have at One Bills Drive is all world. It's 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 amazing. Um, so we're going to see the full effects of this medical staff, the equipment, everything they have, and to see for the first time its absolute effectiveness. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's going to be interesting. You know, the Buffalo Bills are going to have their hands full. There's a lot of speed. You can't talk enough about uh, Jalen Waddle. Um, I like to talk about Mike Gusecki more than everyone just because I believe that Mike Gusecki is the player that opens up their offense. Now, the guy who stops him, and this is you can see it every single game the Bills play, the Miami Dolphins, if Matt Milano is on the field, Mike Gusecki cannot do anything. Let me tell you, it does not get easier after this Miami game. <laughs> They're going to Miami, then they're flying to Baltimore, then they're flying back to Buffalo, and right after their game against Pittsburgh, they go to Kansas City against the Chiefs. Oh boy, it is going to be interesting. Then they finally have a bye week, and the schedule gets easier. It's just trying to survive the rest of these games. Right now, the Buffalo Bills are obviously 2-0. Let's hypothetically say they lose this game, lose the next game, lose the next game, and the Bills go 3-3 three and three into the bye week. I don't know how I feel about that. I, I don't know <laughs> how many excuses I can put forth. Um, the Bills knew 
what they needed to do, how they needed to play. And, um, you know, they're, they're probably going to start have to, they're probably going to start having to let some of these younger guys who are lower on the depth chart, get more opportunities to protect the marquee starters. If we have a lead of 24 seven or something like that, like we can't have our starters in there and, you know, risking themselves with injury when, especially when I saw Malik Willis go in there, I'm thinking, Hey, just guys, just, just take the starters out. Then you got a stinger from Milano. Like those things are unnecessary. Um, you know, we've seen these issues in the past, but hopefully they learn from this. Hopefully the bills (coughs) can figure out what's going on. Uh, you know, with the medical situation, with, with the injuries report that just, it just feels like the most annoying tick in your ear every time you have to hear about it or see something about it. Um, you know, we'll see, you know, and and we're going to see what Josh can do under these circumstances and what Stefan Diggs is ready to do as well. I think this is a huge, huge game for Ken Dorsey and Leslie Frazier to prove themselves once again as worthy head coach candidates. So I'll leave it at that. Guys, thank you again for joining me on Buff Hub, a Buffalo Rumblings podcast. Again, I'm your host, Steve Vega. You can follow me at Buff Hub on Twitter. Um, I am always active. I'm enjoying it. Love the fan interaction. Um, and to all the first responders and military out there, I salute you. Thank you for all that you do for our communities and our country. You guys stay strong out there. Have fun this weekend. Be safe and go Bills.